I'd like to be my personal representative on the Jedi Council. I really didn't fit this week. <laughs> I liked it. Hello, I'm Roger Heathers. Welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast, where my co-host Declan Kitchener and I Hello. each write one song in the space of seven days. We won't have heard each other's songs until we meet to record the podcast, at which point we discuss the chords, lyrics, influences, and challenges of writing our weekly songs. This is episode 44. Hello, Declan. Hello. I like your intro music this week. Yeah, I've actually worked out what the chords are. <laughs> um... So uh, this is episode 44, and uh, this is actually the last in our seven weeks. We do this seven weeks at a time, don't we? Yeah, we do, uh, just so that we have time to go out, live life, and not go mad. Um, but uh, yeah, last one of this particular run. And uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good one so far. It has, yeah. It's been particularly good because... Da, 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 we've had mail! We've had mail. What's it taking? What? 44 episodes? <laughs> yeah. We got our first... About a year and a half. <laughs> and we've got three people to um to give some shout-outs to. Um, so... Well, the first one we have to give a shout-out to is uh, someone called Ethan from Memphis. Let me just get the email up. Hey, Ethan! Um, who writes... Hello! I'm an amateur musician from the United States. Isn't it insane that we've got someone from the United States, so... It is, it is. That's the first thing I thought when you sent me the email. Yeah, it's all the way from Memphis. Uh, And I just started listening to your podcast. Love it! Cheers very much, Ethan. As I'm just starting to toy around with songwriting, it's a big help. Well, that's us sort of satisfied with that. That's awesome. Uh, I also happen to be a big fan of the movie Amelie, and I was wondering if you'd all be kind enough to send me the chords for Declan's song, Did You See This When We Met? That'd be so great at my proficiency. It's quite hard to transcribe by ear. Yeah, it's a bit weird trying to talk about this on the radio. Yeah, like... it's a, quite a visual thing. I think we have that advantage. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, because we're actually here in the room. Uh, P.S. I really dig Billy's courage. Thanks from Memphis, Ethan. Thanks, Ethan. Cheers very much for sending that one in. And uh, while we're on the subject of um, uh, song chords, uh, uh, we do try our best to sort of let people know what the chords are in relation to each other and what interesting bits there are contained within the song but obviously mm. it is a bit of a challenge just we are doing this purely by uh, email so if yeah. uh, by email by audio by audio yeah but yeah <laughs> I can't multitask and think here uh, but if you were interested in like uh, seeing the chords for our songs every week then um, make yourselves known and we'll see what we can do about it because absolutely if it would be a help to people then you know. Maybe we could set up like a, a blog or like you say, some kind of Dropbox thing that's available for two weeks after the initial show or or we could even put them in the SoundCloud notes. Um, but uh, we're putting our feelers out there. So if, if there, any of that sounds appealing, then just let us know. And we'll make the chords available. That sounds like a plan. And then we've also had another email in this week. Not quite so far as Memphis, but... Uh... Exactly. More close to home for me, literally. Um, a lovely email from my mum, uh, Jane Story. And uh, we asked last week, didn't we, what songs have people been listening to that sort of struck them? Exactly. And um, one of them was uh, MGMT's Time to Pretend that she mentioned. And the other one was the uh, the song Shallow from the A Star is Born soundtrack. Yeah, it's the one from all the trailers. I'm in the deep end. Watching Which is such a good song. Do you like that one? Uh, yes, I do, yeah. I think that's but probably I'm, the strongest one from the film for me. I like most of the songs from the soundtrack of that. It's a very strong soundtrack. Even, why did you do that, do that? Do you like that one? Uh, I mean, it, it could be worse, let's put he it does. that way. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse, yeah. But um, yeah, That's the highest like... compliment I can give pop music at this point. Like, It's not totally awful. <laughs> music. It could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a title. 
Um, and also, one last thing before we jump into Declan's song, because Declan's first this week. Uh, thanks again to Joan. Uh, she left a couple of comments on last week's show. So we've gone from radio silence, as far as uh, correspondence goes, to uh, now three people. So thank you, guys. Nice one. I tell you, it was really exciting to receive the emails this week. But the only trouble was I actually noticed we received them just as I was about to go to bed. So just <laughs> when I'd just been calming myself down, ready to go to sleep for the night, and then I just sat in bed like for an hour and a half, oh, we got email, we got email, we got fans! <laughs> you you texted me when I was asleep, because, uh, and then I woke up in the morning, it was all caps, we got an email! <laughs> and I texted back all caps, forward it to me, or whatever I said. Oh, but um, yeah, but yeah, yeah cheers so. for getting in contact, and uh, if you'd like to get in contact again, we'll give you the details at the end. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so we take it in turns every week for anyone new listening and, uh, Declan's first, basically. Cool. Can't think of any more convoluted way to say that. Well, my song this week is called Despite Not Raining. Despite Not Raining? Yeah. Uh And there is a point to that, which I'll explain later. So, this is my song. Uh, hopefully it goes like this. Songs as if the world will need. 
nice one. Yeah, I really like that song. Cheers. Thank you. Whew. It seems like quite a difficult one to play as far as like guitar work because you're all over the fretboard with that one. Um, well, it's a bit of an odd one because the guitar came second in this case. This was oh. uh, basically it's sort of inspired a little bit by Electric Ladyland because I listened to that this week or at least the 50th anniversary version of it. Okay. And uh, that's why it's called Despite Not Raining because it's sort of a dream and he's got those tracks on there. Uh, rainy day, dreamy way, and still uh, raining, course, still dreaming. Yeah. So despite not raining, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's all that. Um, but I was thinking of songs like a uh, Voodoo Child, the, the structure of them, because uh, or should I say Voodoo Child's Light Return, because mm-hmm. that's literally just two verses, a slight chorusy bit, and then loads of guitar stuff in the middle. So I sort of thought, well, I'm not good at guitar stuff, so I'll put three verses in. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, that's why it sort of follows that pattern of like um, A section and B section, A section, B section, A section, B section. Um, so, and I was thinking of like uh, the rhythm of uh, Voodoo Child. Basically, it's my attempt to write Voodoo Child. Right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, failing on that one. But like the rhythm of the words was sort of inspired by that. And then you've got things in there like uh, I always notice when Jimi Hendrix plays live, like it's not rehearsed. Like, he, he literally just looks like he's bowled up that day and thought, <laughs> right, well, we're going to play Fire, we're going to play Cross Down Traffic, we're going to play... <laughs> that's probably not too far from the truth. Yeah, so that's what the first line was. Like, have you rehearsed or do you just turn up and happen? Oh, um, okay, that makes more sense now, yeah. Yeah, and then Saturn's Lovely in the Summer, by the way, because he was trying to do, like, The Minds of Jupiter as a song on one of his albums at some point, and I cannot remember specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh what that was there's uh the sky's still red and it's never turning back which has a variation each third line because the uh actual song uh voodoo child the 10 minute long one Mm -hmm. has a line in it like when i was born the sky turned to fire red or something okay um which I just thought, oh, that's a nice image, I'm going to steal that. This is this all stealing. So this is just Hendrix plundering that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like I thought, if I'm going to play Dries, I may as well go all in. But the cool thing is, just to interject quickly, is although it's very influenced by Hendrix, it's also very much one of your songs. Mm. You know? So it has to be, I'm not as good as Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's the second verse is basically about, do you know the story of the Electric Ladyland cover? No. Tell us. Uh, uh, well, basically, the famous cover that is of the album now is the American version of the close-up red uh, photograph of Hendrix. But that's not what he wanted. He had some photos taken in, I think, Central Park by Linda McCartney mm-hmm. of uh, him by an Alice in Wonderland fountain. And he wanted that as the front cover. But both the UK and the American version just completely disregarded it. So on the 50th anniversary version, they've actually used the photograph he wanted to use. Oh, nice. Um, uh, if you were wondering, the UK version was the Naked Ladies cover, which got everyone into a lot of trouble. Stop rubbing that. <laughs> hey, it's radio. We've got, to, we've got to tell them what I'm rubbing. Yeah, I, I'd, actually, rather not, I'd, not. I'd rather not leave them with nightmares. Um, but yeah, that's why you have lines like... Uh, no, I believe the photos, photos haven't faltered, but I can see them as you couldn't, by the way. Like, I can see the right album cover and you never could. Right. 
which is a weird thing to write a song lyric about. But you know, we have to do this every week. We need to get our inspiration where we can. Uh, and then the last bit is like, in your goals and man can set his future, all that sort of stuff. Like, that's basically, name a guitarist who isn't inspired by Hendrix in some way. Like, a right. lot of what he did in the 60s now continues to influence people, even if they don't realise it, because people pick it up secondhand. Sure, everything. sure. So, uh, yeah, that's basically all the lyrics are about. That's great. Really, really good set of lyrics. And the cool thing about them is that I wouldn't have guessed they were about Hendrix had you not said. You know what I mean? Like, they, they work outside of that. And now I've ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I wrote those first. Uh, I did do a bit of tweaking with them once I got the words, but uh, I needed like a guitar thing to go along with it, and I thought, well, just keep the main bit simple, which is why it's just uh, A, C, and D. Because that's something you could just show to anyone, and they'll sort of grasp sure. basically what happens with it. But then I like in Voodoo Child, where after you've got the... got the guitar um, copying the vocal melody uh -huh. so I sort of did that the other way around I sort of had the vocal melody and then uh, had the guitar melody and had the vocal copy that so in my one it was a yeah which uh, yeah. also flows quite nicely around the finger it's not it's all hammer-ons and uh, pull-offs it's quite easy to play uh, and then just going to the which is just D, F, E over G sharp uh, back into the riff. It's so. cool. I, I love how you're going, um, you know, the uh, kind of altered version of the riff. You're going F, E back to the root, which is A, right? Yeah. Da, da, da. And I'd be remiss if I didn't point out, at the end, you play a kind of variation on the riff where you're playing like semitones down on the lowest string and it just it sounds really point, really rocking point that to me um so it's something like this oh yeah no that's just literally because i thought well i'm getting a bit bored of this i need to do something to that's spice that's, it up that's one of the best riffs of the song that one yeah So that's just literally once you're playing a D in the C shape, so you've got your fifth fret A string, fourth fret uh, D string, and then moving the fifth fret from the A string to the E string, and moving mm -hmm. that down a semitone at a time. But that is actually that Lydia chord that I was talking about last week. The, huh? uh... Oh, so it is. Yeah. Ah. So highly suspect during there as well. Um, and then the only other... Because there's only two bits about this uh, song. It's quite easy to talk about quickly. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other bit is just um, A. A over C. A over C sharp. A over C. That's cool because you're making it like minor to major by playing third fret, fourth fret, third fret. Yeah. That's a, that's a cool move. It's a bugger to get a vocal melody for, though, which is why it <laughs> right. sort of tails off into, like, non-specific notes at the end. <laughs> like, uh... And nothing came above it. <laughs> it stops before it, just, it has to get. Yeah. 
<laughs> it kind of gets off the train just in time. Yeah. Uh, and then... That's cool. I like that very much. That's a really powerful moment in the song. It's um, quite tricky to play because, as I've mentioned, as I mention every week, my top note comfortably is F. That starts on an F sharp and goes up to G. Right. So that's why that's, uh, the chords for that are a D, D minor, and an E, mm-hmm. which, you know, isn't shaking the world apart or anything, but uh, that's why you've got the... to sort of help guide my voice up, mm-hmm. because I'm not quite good enough to do that unaccompanied. Uh, and then it's just another repeat of the... And then just solo nonsense around D and E. I like the fact that you've got sort of like little solo sections in this song that are actually part of the structure of the song. Thank you. Are those improvised or are they just kind of, are they like you chose which notes you're going to do beforehand? Uh, semi-improvised. Like I know uh, the f- end of the first one will be uh, shape around the uh, fifth fret A string, fourth fret D string, seventh fret D string, mm-hmm. and then moving those up to semitones for A. I know the... Uh, second one is probably going to be based around uh, 7th fret G, 7th fret, fret B, 5th fret A, uh, E uh, for the second bit and again moving out up to and then last one is probably going to be based around uh, 12D, 11G, 10B, 10E uh, just because I can sort of manoeuvre around those shapes sure. quite nicely. But what it, the specific notes will be is... Uh, uh, a mystery. Sure. I've noticed that with um, with jamming with you and trading solos, um, as we were doing before this episode, we were jamming over um, a, a Hendrix tune, um, which we pretty much do every week. It's habitual now. But what you'll, you'll tend to do, I'll notice, is you'll kind of figure out where your chord shapes are around the fretboard that you're playing over and use those as a foundation quite often. Is that fair to say? Yes, that is completely fair to say because I didn't actually come to like the pentatonic scale or like the traditional way you play it so yeah like uh, I didn't come to that till a little bit later so I started off like wondering where the chords were and then playing around that yeah uh, it's quite a Brian May way of playing I think well guess who I was influenced by <laughs> guess who's got a red special <laughs> yeah um, it's not a euphemism I genuinely do have a red special just not with me um but yeah, so I was expanding my chord library when I was learning. I found it easier to do that and then uh, solo around chord shapes. I am pretty much a pentatonic player now because it's so much easier. But I yeah. to fiddle the other way around. I think it's good bit. to have a good foundation in both. I mean, obviously, this isn't a guitar player's podcast or anything, but it's certainly interesting. Well, it's always worth discussing because like, guitar is one of the key instruments people tend to write on. That and piano. It's the people's instrument. Yeah. Well, the electric guitar genuinely is. You can adjust anything on it with basically an Allen wrench and a screwdriver. Yeah. Um, so I've got a song this week. Um, it's the first song of this uh, this season uh, that's on piano. I should point out that uh, we've been trying to avoid writing piano songs just because uh, where we're recording now, the setup isn't ideal and we don't have a full-sized piano or electric piano like we did back in Cornwall. Yeah, that's right. I still have it, but it's just uh, 
what is it, two hours away up the M5. <laughs> right, exactly. It's so, not um, easily transportable. Uh, a little bit of a preamble before I go and play my song. The reason it's on piano this week, because um, I've been trying to avoid piano as well because of the setup we have. It's mostly guitar songs this season. I, um, I basically sat down to play my keyboard and I got such a strong idea that I was like, and I tried to move it to guitar, but the song was like, nope, 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 we're on piano. I'm so, happy here. <laughs> so I had to kind of uh, figure out some way to play the song on piano on the podcast. And uh, it takes a little bit of rejigging, but after a dugger, we'll be back with my song. So this is my new song, and it's called The Devil. centuries <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, we're back. That was really lovely. Thank you. I love the um, sort of, uh, whole sense of, particularly in the intro, you get this sort of sense, because I'd like to be the devil just for a day and everything, and you've got all those chords that are sort of changing between key centres. Mm. It really gives a sort of sense of like um, something slightly unnatural happening. Yeah. Or like something out of well, out of harmony, or like uh, you know something dark that could happen because mm. it sort of keeps throwing you off center. Definitely, I'm I'm glad you picked up on that. That was sort of when I said I had something that was quite a strong hook in the song when I first started. It was that sort of thing of the chords and the tonality matching the the lyrics to some extent. Um, it's a little bit unorthodox, but I'm going to try and explain some of the chords using the guitar rather than the funny piano setup we just had, because it essentially does the same thing. Um, so I started off with the whole um, opening riff of just, it's in A, and I go down to the F. And That's I, quite a nice one. Because it, it's quite an unusual thing to do, and you're already kind of out of the centre of gravity of the key being A major as a, to as a tonic. I watched this, um, this video recently that popped up on my recommended on YouTube, which was like... Um, they were called God chords, how to use God chords. And it's not like a technical term exactly, but it's um, chords that kind of go together. And the example they used was um, C to F sharp. It just has this sort of like uh, grandiose feel to it. Yeah. So I was kind of, I was just messing around with that and I came up with sort of... And I was like, okay. And I had this idea for, um, for a couple of days to uh, to write about wanting to be the devil, which is a funny topic and stuff. Um, oh, your word. Well, exactly. Um, it's kind of hard to describe, and I won't go too into detail, because I'll end up sounding like a, you know, or whatever. But um, Dude, I was talking about how I was just ripping off Jimi Hendrix for like three minutes. <laughs> it's fine. We're on a songwriting podcast. This is what we're here to do. But I, I was watching a few videos and reading a few things about um, Carl Jung, you ever heard of him before? Uh, Jogged my memory. Yeah, um, one of his most famous things, he, he talks about dreams a lot, and he also talks about um, the shadow in people, which is basically the darker side that they don't access very often. Mm -hmm. um, and according to Carl Jung, an integrated person is someone who has accessed their shadow and taken all the, um, the heinous parts of it and kind of brought them to the light, and is, they're an integrated person. So I thought that was just sort of an interesting thing to write about. Ah. Um, so I had that idea, and the moment I had those chords with the um, A to F, I was like, okay, that already sounds a bit like ominous, you know, but kind of grand as well. Yeah. So I was like, that kind of suits the, the tone of the song. Because um, it's not essentially, despite it being about the devil, it's not really a scary song, so much mm -hmm. as I can tell from the lyrics, it's more like a what if. Mm-hmm, exactly. And it's similar, in a sense, to a song that I wrote a little while ago called Billy's Courage, right? Um, oh, the one that is really duck, but even in Memphis. Yes, that yeah. That great one. <laughs> Sorry, really sort of... <laughs> Whenever you can, I, you can tell that uh, <laughs> a I'm a big Roger Heather's fan. Um, oh, stop. B I can't play that song. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how it's like a Pavlov's dog response. I go and um, Beale's courage, and then you pick up the guitar and play every single time. I love it. But it's such a great riff. Um, sorry, getting back to the devil. Uh, <laughs> getting back to the devil. 
Um, but, Song episode title right there, I feel. Um, but basically, with Billy's Courage, I took on... I, I sort of wrote this this aggrandized character version of myself that could do anything and was making loads of money and... Having sex and, and starting arguments. arguments. <laughs> and, um, and so this is kind of along the same lines, like... I don't. I don't want to go too deep into lyrics because it'll sound waffly if I do. But we're here to waffle. Um, it's basically just asking the question: What would it be like if I could access the darker side of myself and do things I wouldn't normally do? It's kind of an interesting question. Ah. So, uh, so anyway, um, I started to come up with these um, these lyrics on top of it, and the first one I was kind of loath to include because you know my songs are often uh a bit abstract a bit like what's he talking about you know it's hard to kind of get a pin on it and for the first lyric to be i would like to be the devil for a day it's like it's so upfront and obvious well it sets up a theme it does and i, I that's the reason i kept it because usually i wouldn't go for a, something quite as on the nose as that um and it took me ages to get each line or I, I this is the most time i've spent on a weekly song of pr probably of any of them really um because i started on day one and then I wrote every single day, pretty much, except for maybe a couple of days I didn't write, you know, with writing a new verse, writing a new stanza. But for know? clarification, when I sent a text to Roger on the last day saying that I'd finished, bear in mind, I was only working on mine for two or three days. And even then, in short drips and bursts, I got one back saying that he'd finished, which is odd because he told me earlier in the week that he had a song. So that's why I was thinking, yeah. like, hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, in fact, it was kind of funny. I went to an open mic night on Thursday when the song was half written and I played the song in its half written form, um, which I've never done before, but that was kind of fun. Um, so I think on, by the second day, I kind of had the section where it was up to, I'm haunted. Don't leave me this way. Oh, Jesus, that's a lot of chords to unpack there. And so I, I kind of had that much, and then I was like, okay, I've got some kind of structure there, but I didn't want to just kind of do verse, chorus, verse, chorus. I wanted it to be something a little bit more unusual. Hmm. Um, that section is weird. It's very much in the, in the general chord palette I normally play in. If I'm playing an A minor, I'll go to my E7s, my Fs, my Ds, you know, that sort of thing. But you normally you'll spread them out over like um, a verse or so. There, they're happening like one after the other, like chord, mm. chord, 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 chord. Exactly. Um, with um, I was speaking about this a few weeks ago. I was like, what I'd like to incorporate more into my songwriting is something that you do and something that I hear in um, Disney songs, like the Lion King songs and the Aladdin songs and stuff, which is the syllables move with the chord. So it's like fast chords where the syllables move with them, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, uh, for example, something like in uh, Friend Like Me. Early Papa had them 40 feet, share anxiety had a thousand to on every important word, it changes yeah. over. I won the job, you big name Bob, you ain't never had a friend like me, whoa. So, yeah, I hadn't really done anything like that before, and I thought, you know, in this sort of a song, um, it almost has, like, a kind of a broadway type of feel to it, so I was like... I, I was thinking... I. I didn't know whether to mention it earlier, but it does sound like that could be the start of a musical or something, or the start of yeah. a story. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to make it onto some sort of a recording thing, whatever. A recording um, thing. One of those <sighs> things that people put out with all the, the tunes on them. Oh, what are they called? What are they called? Albums. Um, so with that, with every new section that I wrote, I was like, how can I change the key? So the first verse, the I would like to be, that's all in a major roughly speaking, but there's uh, non-diatonic chords in there as well. Mm. So there you have, I would like to be, so it's in A major, you've got A, F, the devil for a A, F, and then I got D minor, B flat, 
and then E. And that's the first time you hear the uh, the dominant chord, or the fifth, or the one that wants to, basically. Resolve back to A. Exactly. It's the first time you hear that in the song. And then instead of it going back to the A major, it goes to the A minor for I'm haunted, don't leave me this way. And I haven't played this on guitar very much, as you can tell. But uh, that sort of already shifted slightly into A minor territory. Exactly. I, I, th I think of that as an A minor section. And then you go straight back into the A section for He would like to see me break my promises. That bit. And then for this one, this took me ages to bloody figure out this bit. Ages! So, I've... So you back to the D minor that you had in the first verse. So, I've always kept a vow that I would... Keep it in control. That's the whole tone scale, which brings you up to F sharp minor. Which you've used before in the song Unlimited Power, that starts on a whole tone scale. Exactly. Unlimited power. <laughs> I'm so sorry for laughing when you announced the title of that song before. Hey, don't it's worry. one of my biggest regrets on this podcast. It's water under the bridge off a duck's back. Um, What's this duck doing under a bridge? <laughs> You're making me laugh. Um, so then you're in F minor. Um, and I can't exactly explain what happens here, but you end up on a B, and then you go. I love the way that he was just like <laughs> indicating, like, well, you know your chord stack. Come on, <laughs> come on, help me out. And then so you, the B wants to resolve to something, and I chose to go to F to have that sort of like God chord feel again. So you're back to F. So it's full of these unusual connections, this song. It, yeah, but it's a really difficult thing with like. You and I have both done um, modulations and things like that where you change key and change the centre of your tonal gravity in the past. But like, I was trying to be really... I was trying to try new things and do unusual stuff with my modulations. But so many times when I was writing this, I go too far. And I'm like, well, that doesn't work at all. That's just changing where your hand is on the piano, you know? Because if you sat down and you explained to someone that, okay, this song starts in A, but it's got an F and a B flat and a D minor in it, and then it goes to A minor, and then it moves to F minor, and then it goes to all this, and it, they would tell you to stop. But, like, yeah. hearing it performed, you can sort of tell that it really works to create the mood, particularly with the lyrics. Thank you. I mean, that, that's the thing with this. I think I, what I want to point out is that I didn't write this song to be, hey, look how many times I can modulate. That's not the point at all. The point is that... It, I wanted it to have a certain tone, and that means it's sort of evolved out of the subject matter. Exactly, and so you find yourself in um, in F for some reason, and then basically what I think of as the chorus is the um, no more lonely nights, no more sacrifice, no more. So you're basically in C major, though, so it's kind of a nice simple... With the simple... exception of the A major, they're all in that key. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you've got the um, G-sharp diminished, which is kind of part of an E7 chord. Um, but but it's then essential... that's major 7 and major 6, they're not at that unknown. Right, exactly. So that was kind of that section. I, I knew I wanted to repeat that later. Oh, sorry, major thirds and major 6, sorry. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I kind of go back into a verse, and then I... That's the thing. You can kind of tell it was written over a number of days because some of the sections are very different. Like the um, the second one where I, you know, in the first time I go, I'm haunted, don't leave me this way. That's all A minor. But I did a version of it later on like the sixth day or something where I go, And on the sixth day I made a deal with the devil. <laughs> Sorry. I go, I'm stranded, don't leave me this 
way. So like you've got the major chords going on there instead of the minor ones, which, which again creates a sort of difference. Um, and Because uh, you move from incorporating the both of them to just sticking with the majors. Just the majors. And then uh, essentially... It's a very pop-punk thing to do, that. <laughs> from there, it just essentially stays in A major until you get to the final um, No More Lonely Nights section, which is, again, sort of in C major, A minor territory. Mm. So for the, for the most part, it only changes from A major to A minor, I'm kind of just now realising, except for the section where it goes to the F sharp minor, which brings you back to A minor. This isn't great but, podcast material, I'm aware, just talking about the chords like this. This, but. again, highlights the difficulty of like trying to discuss audio. What's the um, old saying? Like, Writing a book about music is like tap dancing about architecture or something. Didn't Frank Zappa say that? Uh, I, yes. I think other people have said it afterwards, but I think he's the earliest one I can think of. Okay. But, um, a... yeah, I mean, chord-wise, I was... I was pleased with this song because I actually took my time with it. You know, you normally I'll go, right, I've got to get a song and I'll sit down on my freest day that I have and I'll bash out a song and it's like, you know, a two and a half minute song. And that can produce some great results, like a great concentrated focused effort. Like my favourite from this one from, of my own song so far, uh, Did You See This When We Met, was like bashed out within like two hours. Right. But then you also run into the problem of... Um, you know, because we do have jobs and we do have other commitments in our lives and everything. So you do run the risk of like you've practically only got one day yeah. to try out an idea or to generate an idea, come up with an idea, uh, develop it and uh, sort of get it to a finishing point. Exactly. And you don't always have the luxury of being able to think about ideas and reflecting on them before right. the headline, uh, the deadline comes up. Exactly, that's it. I mean, I was lucky in this week that I've got a week off. So I was like, I'll spend... I just wanted to kind of see what would happen because it's been a while since I've really... I spent ages, like, recording stuff. Like, that'll take me weeks at a time. But actually writing, I just kind of wanted to see what it would sound like if I gave it some time and tried to flesh out a concept that I had in my head. Hmm. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I can't really think it's much more... It's worked out just, really well for you, I think. I think I've kind of said all I can lyrically. I mean, there are different lines with different meanings or whatever but any particular clever clever double meanings that you want to highlight for us not particularly no i mean <laughs> they aren't that clever really but um whoever listens to it you know i think you'll kind of get the point i'm making with the whole you know the whole concept i, I said about earlier but yeah i mean that, that's the seventh song and now we're done that's a strong one to finish on mm. so oh. glad it wasn't mine <laughs> <laughs> And so that is it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. That's also it for this uh, season of the Weekly Song Podcast. I mean, we will probably be doing a quick wrap-up episode to chat about a couple of things next week, but it won't be the same format. We won't be writing a song or anything. You can hear the cars going by. It's lovely. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, because we do love like reading comments and emails and things, you saw how excited it made us earlier, then uh, send us either an email at uh, theweeklysongpodcast at gmail.com if you've just like to send us a letter or you'd like to send us uh, you know just any thoughts on the program at all uh, you can leave a comment uh, you can leave a five star review on iTunes that'd be amazing um, even if you hate the show just five stars because uh, all the stars will be for us um, where can they find you on the internet Roger? you can find me at rogerheathers.com you can find me on SoundCloud um, I'm linked in the weekly song listeners on the SoundCloud page. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Roger Heathers. And, uh, yeah, 
Um, check out my music. I'd, I'd appreciate it. It's really good music. Where can they find you, Declan? Uh, they can find me basically just on SoundCloud. The, if you check who the Weekly Song Podcast is following, you'll see my name there. Um, and uh, also, something we don't actually mention a lot, we do actually have a Weekly uh, Song Podcast Facebook page, which is just search for the Weekly Song Podcast. It should be the first thing that comes up. Uh, there isn't a, an amazing amount on it at the moment, but we will try and make a bit more of an effort in coming seasons just to like keep popping up wild things and... Uh, interesting stuff that happens between shows yeah i mean we've tended to do a load of uh pre-recording pictures this season some of which have been absolutely amazing um they're always funny at least yeah maybe not too uh attractive but yeah <laughs> funny no, at the least no we don't come out of them looking well but uh but yeah that's uh it is very much for listening and we'll see you uh next episode then yeah see you next episode thank you for listening Ta-ra. Ta-ra. Wait, how, how would that transition? Would you like me to actually just start wrapping up? <laughs> well, no, because I need a I need a pee. Well, did did you want me to do this quite quickly, or are you desperately urgent? I'm desperately, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat here. Right, okay, go before you wet yourself. We'll be right back. And now I have the microphone to myself for a little bit, uh, just because Roger has had to leave the room just for a second. And uh, yeah, let's see how much time I can just fill uh, with meaningless waffle and meaningless words and just wait to hear his reaction when we come back and we edit this. Uh, particularly when it gets done with the squeaky voices that we always use. We always use very speed when we're editing just so we can save a bit of time. Uh, and it's also easier to listen to than just hearing our own voices back. Um, yeah. Roger is great at this songwriting malarkey, isn't he? He's actually released a couple of new songs on SoundCloud, so go and check that out if this gets left in the programme. If it doesn't get left in the programme, boo to you, Roger. You've just cut out your own promotion. You stink. Um, one thing I will say, there are a load of weird drawings uh, scattered all around the room. He is got quite a distinctive style of drawing but they are just literally everywhere it's a bit weird <laughs> well not weird but just like a you know you need to know roger like why he's got a terrible homer simpson standing under a dark fader <laughs>